What's that coming over the hill? Is it a podcast? Is it a podcast? It is a podcast and it's been several weeks since your last Friendly Neighbourhood Wizard spoke to you. And in those weeks, we've had three defeats and everything's on the rocks to join me in discussing whether this is indeed the end of days or indeed if we just don't really care anymore. George, how are you? (sighs) No, sorry, I will speak properly. Hi, Chris. Yeah, I'm absolutely fine. Thank you. <laughs> Just, you know, trying to see games in isolation, but failing to do that and constantly thinking back to 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Just Well, yes, nostalgia is a good thing. Um, Matt, how are you? Are you feeling um, nostalgic and sad and... I'm good, thank you, Chris. I think it was Aristotle who said, what the <laughs> fucking hell was that? <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, so I'm drawing on those wise words for some solace right now. So, <laughs> And Dave, good evening. How good evening, are you... Christopher. Yeah. Are you feeling okay, Dave? Are you feeling all right? Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it is what it is and forever will be what it is. Well... Let me tell you what it is. Uh, in the last three games, we have played Birmingham, we've played Sunderland, and we've played Leicester. Uh, in those three How games... How many points, Chris? How many points? <laughs> there are. There are. Although there are no points, we scored two goals and we have conceded <laughs> ten. So that's good. That's great. Um we will begin at the beginning, by which I mean at the end, which is Stoke Nil. Leicester 5, uh, because that seems like the most depressing uh, result. Now, before before we criticise and analyse the strengths and weaknesses of the team, I will say, Leicester are a very good side who are going to get promoted, and of course there's a big difference. But I was not really expect. I, I was expecting us to lose. Don't think I was expecting 5-0. Don't think I was expecting big tall target man out on the wing. Um, <laughs> George... Where's it gone wrong, George? Oh, you're just everywhere, right? I feel like we should probably be more analytical than that, but to be honest, it's just everywhere really, isn't it? Mm. I think the kind of the vibe going into the game, having all the kind of rumours around the transfer window and trying to sell three quarters of the squad and bringing in people last minute that the managers decided that he liked actually from the last job and mm. it's just not good vibes, is it? And you watch a game like that. I I thought after the first half, I just basically thought Leicester were pretty good, and we did okay, and we made two stupid mistakes, which is not you know it's not unstoke like. No. But then you watch the whole game, you put it into context of what's been a pretty awful week for the club, really. In terms of getting that positivity across, you know, not many clubs can bring in a, a kind of pretty high transfer fee player who's quite exciting and aggressive and what most fans were asking for and a new striker, which most fans were asking for and have the response kind of be like, ugh, really? (laughs) (laughs) Given everyone what they asked for and they've still managed to fuck it up. 
mm. with everything else that's happened. So uh, it's just it's the quickest new manager bounce in history, isn't it? <laughs> Apart from no games like Alex Neal. Well, yes. I, w- I think I mentioned somewhere in some group chat somewhere, uh, and I'll ask you this, Matt. I don't want to write off Mr. Schumacher because, you know, he's new and stuff. But is this Nathan Jones 2.0? <laughs> I, I, it's too early to say, I, I think. Um, what I would say what I would say about uh, Schumacher is compared to lovely Nate. He's, he's a bit more grounded, I think, mm. in his assessments. I think, <laughs> I think Nathan did have the tendency to sometimes talk in the abstract, uh, for want of a better phrase. Um, I, I, the true test is how quickly he bottles his principles. Now, Jones actually stuck to his principles for a relatively long amount of time because I think people forget we had that period at the end of 1819, where we just sort of drew every game nil-nil. Mm. Um, it wasn't all from the start of 1920 and, and Jones bottling it. But I think Schumacher, like, if he, yeah, if he starts to just sort of go, all oh, right, we're playing a team in Blackburn who've taken five points out of the last 40, they're all over the place. Their owner has barred the manager from speaking to the media. <laughs> what this game really ne- what this game really needs is five at the back. <laughs> then I think I think we know we're probably onto some kind of trend. But I think in, in general, I think it would be unfair to blame Schumacher for a lot of things which happened before him. And this is not unfair to blame in an Alex Neal sense where he'd actually been at the club for like a year. Mm. He's been here for like two months, so less than. So I don't think he's Nathan Jones too yet, but <laughs> there's always that potential, which is a good fun. <laughs> so he'll be in the Premier League in 18 months and in League One in two years. So good good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. I'm trying to I'm trying to find the the tweet. That I believe you did, Dave. Here it is. Uh, where I, from the Wizards account where you said it's incredibly bad luck to sign 91 <laughs> players in five seasons and uh, for them all to be shit. But like <laughs> it, it's a very good point. Like, how I uh, thank thank you to those who replied and pointed out like the name of a player who wasn't shit. Like <laughs> the, 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 getting the point of the tweet. Like it it is a recurring thing where things just keep going wrong yeah well it's too early to write off uh ss uh it's it totally as Matt <laughs> says, it's too early to write him off but it's it, it, like yes i will say there could be a problem with the manager but there is so many underlying issues at the club that like as that tweet suggests it can't just be it's five Five years worth of nonsense. It's ninety-one players worth of nonsense. Like <laughs> you can't just. It isn't just Steve Schumacher's fault. Let's be honest, right? There's no, just no. There's bad yeah. vibes, Dave. <laughs> yeah, we've got the energy of a club. Who were we in the uh, film and book franchise? June. We'd we'd be like a commander of someone saying, right, we've mastered the Fremen walk this time. We absolutely <laughs> know how to cross this sandy terrain without getting eaten by the giant worm. Like, <laughs> so repeat after me, everyone just copy what I'm doing. Oh no, <sighs> we've been eaten again. Um, how do they do that? How do all the other teams master their Fremen walk? And we, they, we just... They just accept that Shai Halud is the uh, great <laughs> creator of, of all, Dave. That's, that's Dave, what they do. 
Dave missed out the bit where we actually buy the worm that ate the last bunch of people <laughs> and try and put that in charge of getting the next people across, um, only for it to be eaten by an even bigger worm. Because um, that's that's normally the way these things go with us. Yeah, whenever we have these runs of defeats, it is simply a case of the club is completely falling apart until we pick up maybe a win or two and then the club isn't falling apart. And what were all you doing saying the club was falling apart? I've just I've just seen this exact situation happen so many times. I'm just like wondering which is going to be like the final. No, the club has completely fallen down now. One, and I don't know if this is it yet or not. It feels like it's it's one of the bigger ones we've had of the I don't know roughly twenty five or so. The club's fucked in it sort of days. <laughs> it's it's one of the bigger ones, but I'm not sure if it's like the the definitive uh, nail in the coffin yet. Uh, thank you to uh, the football clubs of South Yorkshire for that. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's. I I hope Schumacher, yeah, isn't too completely brain fried by, by that. I'm a bit I'm a bit sort of weirded out by this thing where we have a recruitment policy and then we've got this sort of new manager garnish and then the new manager garnish kind of spoils the flavor completely. Um, I don't like the the vibes with regards to how the squad seems to have been handled in the mm. deadline day situation. I think it's weird. I think it's weird to do that with particularly your first choice centre forward. Um, should we? Should we? Should we just talk about bad, that bad. just for a second? Because I'm aware some people may not have Twitter or they may have come off it and they may not have heard uh, deadline day rumours. So this is you're alluding to this. Sorry, um, Chris. What's what's Twitter? Oh, uh, <laughs> I, I'm not even I'm not even dignified. I, I refuse to call it by its new name. No, no, Dave, no. Um, on X.com, fine, whatever. Um, you're alluding to the idea that um, there was a rumor that went round that um, what was it? Especially, it was Ryan, my particularly had been offered out to clubs apparently on deadline day without telling Ryan Moroccan Ryan about it. Uh, there was another one I saw, I think it was online that, you know, basically the entire squad, they were, they were accepting offers on anyone. Um, and again, without like the <laughs> squad knowing, basically there was a lot of stuff going on without players knowing they were being like potentially offered out. It just seemed very dodgy, but the one I had seen was Moroccan Ryan had been offered out without Moroccan Ryan's knowledge which made Moroccan Ryan very sad. Um, am I missing anything else to the rumour? I think that's pretty no. much it. It's just the the sense that, oh, we desperately need a striker. So let's piss off the one person who's actually been all right as a striker this season. Um, and then we'll wait till Saturday so the fans can piss off the other striker we've got. And then we'll let our manager bring in someone um, he likes. And you missed out the bit where Ricky Martin announced this, but to the theme of Steptoe and Son. Uh, it's it's just it's so depressing I think I I don't actually the more this goes on the less I think that the new recruitment model was anything other than you know (laughs) this this year's speak thing this year's technical board is brought to you by (laughs) exactly it's it's the exact same as oh we've got a technical board now and there's no point doing all the kind of, I said this on Twitter, there's no point doing all the profile based stuff and all the, oh, we've got all these targets. 
if you just change the profiles that you need every manager, then it's basically the exact same thing anyway. You're yeah. just doing a oh, slightly no. better version of before. We've been taken over by Johnson from Peep Show. Go in there. <laughs> 50% of the work new logo, boom, done. Except yeah. Ricky also hired 50% of the workforce in the first place. I mean, yeah. part of the good news about this is we can definitely make sure these questions are asked at the fan forum next week. <laughs> which, which they have finally not been able to time to positive feelings around the club. <laughs> I think that's the only positive, is that yeah. at least they might, even if they don't allow them, they might see some difficult questions. Mm. I'm going to, they're not going to ask... Like those things are very, yeah, carefully curated, right? No, they're not. They won't, gonna... they won't ask that. Yeah, they won't ask that. But I think, I think there could be questions around recruitment, being as though there has been so much of it and I it like, doesn't appear to work. I get, in... I get, I get the idea that um, a different, a different manager would potentially want to bring in a player who he already knows can do a job can. Uh, can do a job in the system that they're wanting to play. But I think you're completely right, George, in the idea that like Schumacher is a very different type of manager to Alex Neal. And so there will be a change, a transition, I guess, in terms of the profile of player that we're after. But begs the question, like, what type of manager are we after? What type of philosophy are you trying to build at a club? It all kind of seems moot at the moment because... I don't yeah. even think they're trying to build a philosophy. I just don't, I don't think they know what it is they're trying to build. It's. Um... I think it is. It's very Johnson in the sense that there's a philosophy there of you know oh well we want to play front foot attacking football which means nothing. That's yeah. not how. <laughs> that's not a football tactic or a philosophy. <laughs> um, because, but even worse that. Oh, sorry, go on. I'm really sorry, Josh. Um, no, because no, no. that's what they think we want to hear is front yeah. foot attacking football. Who is the only manager that basically most Stoke fans can agree on being any good for us? Tony Pulis. Now, when I think of Tony Pulis, was he front foot attacking football? Was he fuck? But, but if you just put enough buzzwords in front of us, or they'll think they think, yeah, yeah, they'll just lap that shit up. Attacking is good, it's better than defending because you score more goals if you're attacking. Hard work. Hard working. Represent the area, um, the grit, determination, passion. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Is it? It's exactly that. And I even worse is that when they do come up with whatever PR bullshit it is, mm-hmm. as soon as there's one brush with adversity, it just immediately all goes out the window. Anyway, like yeah. I am utterly convinced that the Niall Ennis signing is directly as a result of the Sunderland game being bad. Yeah, I oh, I yeah. think that's exactly what that is, and I think the it Ryan came, Lai stuff is a result of that, and all the rest came of out it. of nowhere, didn't it? Like, no, we were not yeah. linked to like Niall Ennis throughout the window. It wasn't like some, you know, some kind of chase. It was like, oh yeah, we signed Niall Ennis. We weren't linked um, with many people, like, really. I think we were kind I, of. I, I mean, I I know nothing about football any anymore, so I didn't know who he was. Um, <laughs> and I like saw his name. I was like, oh right, okay, he's like some young. Oh, he's twenty four, and he's played eleven games and not scored a goal this season. Mm. Um, uh, but you know, he he's got a good record in League One. Just like, just like Selena did. So I'm sure this will just like out. Schumacher does. Yeah, yeah. Good news. So, yeah. Good news about Tyrese going off, though. Eh? Yeah. So what? Okay. Yeah. Well, let's discuss that one then as well. Uh, Tyrese Campbell, um, the pariah of Bet365, according to f- some fans. Um, seen some very negative reviews of the guy online, um, and apparently in person there was some 
ill feelings towards him. Um, Rumour has it he will be gone in the summer. His contract is up um, with a particular blue side of Glasgow being his beck and call, um, which, you know, I blame Jordan Thompson for that. Um, so, yeah, he, he looks to be gone, right? There, That seems to be happening. Um, what's gone? What's gone wrong there? Why do people hate him? What's what's happening? I... People hated him when he was playing well. But just yeah. preface that. Yeah, I think I think there's we just sort of like the fan base in general has a kind of propensity to dislike a lot of our strikers because like a lot of them don't necessarily score many goals anyway. Mm. Um, contrasted with. Uh, combative central defensive midfielders who see a lot of the play but don't actually do a lot. Um, not naming any names in either the past or the present as to who I'm referring to there. Um, but I, I, I don't begrudge him for not signing a new contract. I, I, I was thinking about this the other day, right? Who do you think actually enjoys playing for Stoke City? <laughs> who comes? Who, who thinks? Oh, get, 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 go to training. Get to go to the get. Oh yeah, I don't think anyone does. So I, I don't begrudge anyone for really wanting to leave. No. And the club, ha- if he doesn't want to sign a contract, fine. The club have the opportunity to sell him in January. They didn't do that. So if, if he doesn't sign a contract, then they had the opportunity to sell him and they didn't. Like you know, it's a it's a, it's a free country. He can move wherever he wants to go. And yeah, you know, why are like... you why are you sorry why are you hawking out the guy who's just signed? If there's a guy you know is wanting to leave and would go on a free if you didn't sell him right now. Why are you hawking that guy out? So maybe they are hawking Tyrese Campbell out as well. In, w- in which case, how have we employed the worst salesman in the world in that no one is interested in any of our players for any reason? What has happened there? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's, I have a, I have a horrid feeling with, with Campbell that if we were, in it, we were, Offering him out, it's the Jack Butland thing all again, where they're wanting um, they're wanting a, a fee that is perhaps unrealistic for a guy who is going to be out of contract in six months. Like if I if I'm it's, it's that old football manager thing of I'm not going to pay five million in January when they're free in <laughs> at the end of the contract. I'm going to wait and sign them on a pre. Um, I just, I, but I agree. I think that in terms of our salesmanship and our just recruitment and selling and whatever it's just been pretty abysmal but i just i'm I'm kind of sad as well though that like for whatever reason we haven't seen the best of tyrese campbell we were very very hopeful i still think he's a great player um it's just quite sad isn't it really i think i think the sort of the stoke thing that dr matt mentioned as well hits us in the window because you know, you say you can say sort of who would want to play for Stoke. Well, who at the minute when we're looking to sign exciting players, who's looking at Stoke and going, "Whoa, there's a club on the up that can help my career." Yeah, yeah. Whose career have we actually helped genuinely? Yeah, yeah. Collins and Suter, maybe Brown, probably. Yeah, Brown. Well. So three out of the ninety-one. Accidentally, <laughs> Alfie Doughty. <laughs> Yeah, like in, indirectly yeah. we've helped Alfie yeah. Doughty get to the Prem. Yeah, it's just yeah. I don't know. I, I don't yeah, see I why think... any players would come at this point. 
We've had a few players uh, come on loan to us, think, oh, God, and then just go somewhere else and like be so happy that they're somewhere else that they're absolutely smashing the league up. Uh, Clark, Philogene, Delap, you know. Mm-hmm. Howard Bellis. Howard Bellis. Jesus. Those are like names that I'm just like, oh, yeah, I remember they were they were here with us once upon a time. It's Yeah. That that's a really depressing point you've just made. Why why would anyone want to come to Stoke? Why why like what positive vision? I, mean, I don't I don't I don't want to go. No, <laughs> it's, a... it's one of those things where like do you know I'm. It's all very depressing. I'm not sure I'm fully like invested really anymore. I feel that that's horrible, but like it's just it's just such the same thing over and over again that it's kind of. Well, it's just boring, isn't it? Yeah, well, that's that's the thing. There's absolutely no variation, mm. is there? There's there's the odd we've won a couple of games in a row situation, but most of the time, like I said, those those twenty four, twenty five times in the last five years where I've gone, oh god, the club's in a right old state at the moment, isn't it? Mm. And you can only have so many of those in a row where it does become boring, and it's just it's just like I was just thinking in you know Leicester have had you know been relegated to League One gone up twice, lost a playoff semi-final, won yeah. the league. I'm not, I'm not saying we have to win the league, but like they've they've had things happen. They've they like they've had a proper like experience of a of a similar level club where it's where it's like even in the bad times, they were entertaining times. They were like <clears throat> there was something going on. But we've we've done this podcast for the last six six or so <laughs> years. And like apart from the Premier League days where it was like Oh shit! We might be going down. That that it feels like we we just keep having reruns of these conversations where it's mm. like, yeah, it's bad. This causes a long term. It's a systematic problem within the club. Um, yes, new, uh, new manager X has been quite bad, and players X, Y, and Z have been quite bad. Uh, but there's only, but there's only there's only so often you can keep saying that. But mm. the the more the more you know, we stagnate, the more we'll sink into the sludge, won't we? I, and you start to get into that mindset that thinks, would going down to League One be that bad? And then you think, actually, yeah, probably. But at least the teams would be different. Do you know what? I think, thinking on that, I think going down to League One, firstly, would be like a, just a disaster for financially and also just... I don't think this club is set up to go into League One. I think we mess it up. But also, I just think that we're, we're sleepwalking to it. Um, and I, I genuinely don't think it would spiral. Or, or Sorry, no, it would be the catalyst for too much change. I still think the coach would be like, well, it's unlucky, isn't it? But we've tried. Let's get a new manager in. Let's try some... Let's do a... Replace the entire squad again. Like, I just... I don't think... I don't think going down to League One sets off any alarm bells. And I agree. I think. Sorry, George. I was going to say, I I agree that we've had the same conversations for essentially six years. So do we want to make this podcast about something else now? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Resounding yes, please. (laughs) I I, I think that's my kind of worry of it is that it doesn't matter how we change things with the technical board, which I mean, whatever the hell that was for five games. You know, we've brought in Ricky Martin now, and seemingly, basically, we've moved the manager role to him instead, and let him <laughs> be what Alex Neal was, and then Schumacher's 
a coach. So it, it there's such a facade of change, and every time it looks like there's some kind of change, we basically just step on a different rake in a slightly different part of the image, and it mm. smacks us in the face again, and we realise that actually it's all the same anyway. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask a question, and this may seem controversial, but I want you to um, try and and think about your answer. Do you think the coats are the problem? <laughs> um, well, before I answer that, they I'll do just... they do do free away travel. I just want to say, yes. they do do that. Now you mentioned sleepwalking to relegation, Chris, and. Uh, you know the sensation where, like, there's someone walking towards you from the other side of a corridor or down the street or something, and you sort of know them a bit, and you're kind of in a limbo as to whether to say hello to them, to stop and chat to them, but it's like, it's a really awkward, anxious sensation. My my anxiety guys know what I'm talking about, where it's just like, that, that few seconds between you, like, crossing paths is incredibly awkward, you don't know where to look, and it's just like, oh, God, do, do say hello, what, do, what am I doing? Now, imagine... It's the distance is like a thousand meters away, and you're both slugs, and the, the, the anxiety is always there. But the but the journey takes so long, you kind of become numb to the anxiety. But the anxiety is still very much underneath there, and you don't. There's kind of no escape from it, and that's what it feels like mm. at the moment. It feels like we will be in the lower reaches of the championship forever. Yes. That's kind of where I see us at, um, because the championship being what it is, we'll like, hire a manager who does just enough for a bit and signs just you know certain players here and there to make sure we don't go down because we'll we'll spend money and we'll keep churning over new players and find maybe a couple of them who work for a bit and then so on and so on. Oh, the Coates is the problem. I think John mm-hmm. Coates has been presiding over the an absolute calamity in football terms, mm-hmm. considering where we were as a football club when he took over and where we are now in terms of football status, quality of infrastructure, quality of player, um, and the potential the club had in 2015 when he did take over. We were right on the precipice of doing something amazing. And whilst, you know, the individual performances of players, Monier's are missing the penalty at Anfield, Gianelli and Bueller, um, Charlie Adam missing that penalty. Whilst these things are not individually John Coates' fault, he has presided over the sewer. And it's it's all well and good him pointing at the sewer saying, well, there's a rat in there. So, But you're in charge of the sewer. Mm-hmm. You're in charge, so there's not a not, not as many rats in it. Like, oh fuck, uh, yeah, probably, I think, maybe. I think um, <laughs> it's on record that his first major decision that he took, as opposed to Peter, was the hiring of Paul Lambert. I could be mistaken on that, but I don't think I am. I think it was the first thing he did where he properly he properly took charge, or, or Nathan Jones, one of the two. Oh, but it is just the case. Yeah, it is just the case that. He he clearly does not have what is required as a as so, as as an owner who is involved with making decisions to make the correct decisions because he has not made a single correct footballing decision. I think it's in his it entire of... tenure, which is uh, like like even Michael O'Neill, who was a good hire, he was not the first choice. <laughs> the first choice was uh, some bald guy from Preston. Uh, wonder what happened to him. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's. But it's difficult because 
they do essentially mean that we can do this forever and never have to worry about existential problems with the football club. <laughs> and to some people, that's that's fine. I just don't know how tenable that position becomes when you're just so bad at it, though. <laughs> I think that's it's almost the problem that they've got so much money because they're not... At no point are they willing to learn how to use money. <laughs> like, Sorry, when Matt said tenable then, I was just picturing Warwick Davis at the big screen and just like, how many games has Stephen Schumacher got left? Boom, <laughs> boom, 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 <laughs> Sorry, Stephen, you are not yeah. tenable. <laughs> Sorry, John. Yeah, I think you're yeah. right, though. They, it's, they, yeah, they have too much money. You see the complaints like, oh, well, we don't think that profit and sustainability rules allow us to spend enough. And it's like, they're the same for everyone else. And we make a lot more money than most teams in this league. So we can still spend more than most. We weren't complaining about the financial rules when we loaned Sholi Ramiobi for half a million quid for four games or whatever it was, when we were just... <laughs> yeah. I had a big transfer dong out in the championship last time. Mm-hmm. Swiss, Swiss Ramble, uh, the financial guy on Twitter who does really good breakdowns of like uh, club finances part a really funny tweet um, it wasn't intentionally funny it was a really funny tweet at about 5 uh, excuse me about 5 p.m on Saturday and it was hooray for parachute payments because like one to eight in the league seven of the teams have parachute payments and then you just look at us down in 19th <laughs> it's like yeah. well you still have to use them correctly uh yeah like Surely that is proof of mismanagement more than anything else, is that we had such an unfair financial advantage. <laughs> we still do, and we're still really bad well, at like, well, like Michael Scott. Th- yeah. <laughs> like, Burnley had, like, really unfavourable turns on some kind of loan deal where, like, if they yeah. didn't get instantly promoted last year, the, ba- the club would have basically just imploded. And they managed to finish top, like, by a mile. Or, or was it? To- yeah, top, yeah. Second to top? Yeah. I can't remember. They got promoted. Um, like pretty easily and we don't have any of these kind of pressures hanging over us there's no issue at all other than like what we brought upon ourselves and like again like so, sort of like Dave says no one they weren't moaning about FFP when they went on the huge Gary Rowett spending binge it was only when it's like oh shit we could hear, be here for a couple of years what's what's this law oh <laughs> kind of thing and yeah it's I don't know I, I I don't think you'll ever reach consensus on if people want them gone just purely because they do anchor the football club financially. But I think most people could form a consensus that they do not want John anywhere near the day-to-day running of the place and there can't be many arguments against that. I think we'd be better off if we did have some hardship, though. I think at least it would kind of make some people figure out what to do with resources as opposed to just throw it all and see what happens. Mm. I mean, in an ideal world, we wouldn't have hardship. What we would have is pe- competent like ownership who like realize what's going wrong and fix it. Um, but, you know, dire situations call for dire solutions, obviously. Is there any chance of us turning things around? We have um, Blackburn next Saturday, UPR on Valentine's Day, Coventry at home, and Cardiff to finish February away is is there any any chance we there's get some, any points there's some shit teams in there for sure like why not um hopefully he's 
gonna like play an actual team this time mm. like, as opposed to whatever the fuck that was um <laughs> i mean positives junior will be back and we'll have a left back instead of a jordan um hopefully ben pearson won't be playing um I don't know what he does with the forward situation, to be honest. I have no idea like who will even be available for selection. Um and uh, we've but we've bought this um we've bought this lad from I think we've we've mined him with some Bitcoin or something, this guy uh, from <laughs> Holland. So uh that's exciting, you know. Um like an AI generated player. Mm. Yeah, that could that could be that could be that could be a goer. <laughs> we've not even really spoken about the new signings that much have we um yeah i mean it's always exciting when we buy players who are from overseas and who we don't really know that's exciting but but you know they always get a lot of leeway from our fans as well we're really good at slack oh this is depressing isn't it I don't at least gail's gone yes oh good point. <laughs> yes of course dwight dwight gale has uh it's not even like Oh, he left at the end of the season. <laughs> Terminated his contract. How fun is that? Um, but it's all right. Did you uh, did you guys know this that Gale has um has a younger relative who, who plays in the football league? Yeah, apparently his name's Niall Ennis, and yeah. um, <laughs> they've got, they've got, got high hopes for him. Oh. Well, I mean, here's to better days, hey. Here's to better days. Here's hoping things can be better. Um, at this juncture, is there anyone you would consider feeding to a hippo this week? Uh, tell you what, I'm, I I didn't think I'd say this, but Peter Drury. Oh my god! Yes, <laughs> yes. He's, I'm, I'm over it now. I'm over it. He doesn't contrive things, though. He said in an interview, he doesn't contrive um, his commentary. And no, I, well, so, well I... <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, I believe him because some of those today during the Arsenal Liverpool game were so bad that they can't have been written down. They just can't <laughs> be. Like the paper would combust if he wrote it down. Uh, well, fair enough. Another meal for a hippo. That would probably solve all the problems, wouldn't it? If they brought out the hippo tank, but oh, never, I saw a video. Listen, go on. I saw a video of, um, I think, a baby hippo gets attacked by an alligator, oh and God. all the all the hippos in the swamp fucking tear this alligator to shreds, and it was really good, and it made me, like, there was a point in the Leicester game where I just wanted to watch a, a swarm of hippos come on the pitch and, like, eat everyone. Um, I- so <laughs> I don't know... I don't know. Maybe that Stoke Leicester is the first game that's made me like long for proper hippo murder. But God, uh, yeah, you God, know, vicious bastards. Well, we were saying earlier about the 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 culture, the type of football we want to play at Stoke: grit, determination, hippo murders. That's what we. That's that's the that's the vibe. That's what we want to go for, and that's what I think Schumacher should be aiming for. Oh, um, totally unrelated. Totally unrelated. Congratulations to Charlie Adam for his first win as Fleetwood manager. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, I'm done. I'm done. And I'm done with football until we come back again in two weeks' time or whenever, really. Maybe next week. Maybe not. Dave, thank you for being here. 
Cheers, Chris. Matt, I hope that you have a nice week. Thanks, Chris. I hope you do too. Thanks, oh, everybody. Oh, and George, I hope that, you know, just all's, all's well. All's well for you. Thank you, Chris. You too, and everyone yes. else. And everyone else, <laughs> and all of you out there. Just, you know, it's dark and it's rubbish, isn't it, at the moment? But just smile. Stay safe. Stay safe. Enjoy <laughs> yourselves. Stay indoors. <laughs> and do not think about the event. Go on, Stoke. <laughs>